0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Coda Career with me, your host Cameron Blackwood. My guest today is Daniel Beck, who as well as being my colleague at Purple Bricks, is a very accomplished JavaScript developer. Dan joins us today to give a ton of insight to people who are getting into the industry and particularly people who are self-taught because Dan actually comes from that kind of background himself. He's also experienced some academic environments in computer science as well. Uh, So he's really actually explored both parts of learning, so he should be a really interesting person to gather some intel from. Also a bit of a disclaimer today, it's a bit of a funny one, but me and Dan talked about a course how much we loved called Zero to Mastery. We both learned React using it. I made a joke, and you will still hear the joke, that our our, uh, podcast is not sponsored by Zero to Mastery. But now we are. Uh, So I actually reached out to Zero to Mastery and had a discussion afterwards uh, after we recorded this episode, and we agreed that it would be a great idea to enter into a partnership. So please use the link in the description below to check out Zero to Mastery. They do all kinds of courses. Myself and Dan in particular recommend the Zero to Junior and the Junior to uh, to Senior series. But they also have a suite of courses in tons of different languages and the instructors are all fantastic. I would only ever recommend a product that I've used myself and I promise that I've used this and enjoyed it. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hey Dan, thanks so much for joining me.
1: How are you? Hi, yeah, really, really excited to join you. Can't wait to get stuck in and uh, yeah, talk everything code and uh, interviews what have you <laughs> good
0: stuff good stuff so uh, for listeners who aren't who aren't familiar with you and your story so far do you want to give like a brief
1: background about who you are and uh how you ended up in in the world of code yeah definitely so uh, uh well i'm dan hi nice to meet everyone um so i'm a front-end software engineer i work with cam at purple bricks um i kind of love everything javascript i think that's my favorite part <laughs> um, and yeah so I, I kind of had a bit of a crazy journey personally um so I've kind of went through the uni path. Um, I started off kind of doing computer science. Um, I then ended up switching courses halfway through. Um, I then ended up in media production and then ended up finishing in computer games technology. <laughs> very, very weird path. Um, and then I ended up becoming a website developer. And then uh, about five years later, I ended up at Purple Bricks. Um, very
0: nice. So you basically just wanted to like collect uh, each university building, just tour them all. By the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Maybe I just really, really like university. I think that's what it was. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, so, the, the way I like to uh, ha- have the audience get to know you a little bit better is via some quick fire questions. Um, obviously, I fired these over to you beforehand, so uh, you're nice and prepped with the answers, so no pressure. Uh, so, first and foremost, the big one what was your first ever computer?
1: i think my first ever one was a lenovo thinkpad laptop so it was kind of one of those like businessy square black laptops um they had a weird like thing you put your finger on it it was a little bit actually a little bit like the mouse um, the nipple yeah the nipple <laughs> <laughs> but such a weird dimension to be honest um but yeah that brings back a few memories that one Th- those are really good because they're
0: totally upgradable like um My girlfriend's got one for her work laptop, and uh, she hates it. But I've been trying to convince her how good it is. But uh, uh, she's more or less said, "Well, why do you use a MacBook then?"
1: Which is a fair point. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I I think it's one of those laptops that it just goes through anything. Like that amount of times I dropped it, that it just worked. Um, It's the Nokia, which is the iconic Nokia model, the Nokia thirty-one
0: hundred. It's the Nokia thirty-one hundred equivalent of a laptop. Definitely, (laughs) hundred (laughs) percent. I think I might have had one of those actually back in the day as well. I think, I think you know what, might have actually been my first uh, machine as well, um, which makes sense because I think we're about the same age. So um, that would make sense. Cool. And what about your favorite tech city in the world?
1: Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm not a big city fan, but uh, I-, I would have to say personally from my experience, Birmingham. I, I love uh, the meetups there. Um, also, I'm pretty sure School of Code was from that area as well. Um, yeah, I-, I think for me, it's super super awesome i mean i do love london as well shoreditch that kind of thing um but yeah birmingham heart heart <laughs> nice
0: the, the the silicon canal has got your heart yeah uh, very nice yeah i've got a soft spot for Birmingham. so i went to uni at um university of birmingham so uh, i always uh, get good times over in selly oak uh, shout out to any uob people if you're listening um <laughs> <laughs> and what what about when you're
1: writing your code what type of music do you tend to listen to um i'm gonna be honest i'm super super diverse uh, one day i could be listening to rap then it's rock maybe a little bit of heavy metal in there um and then all of a sudden i'm back at pop again uh- <laughs> so it's, same by that as you listen to limp biscuit yeah exactly, uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> definitely <laughs> okay yeah I, I i'm the same really it just you know fluctuates that's the good thing about spotify right um but yeah i, I i'm the same i like to just plug a daily mix on and uh Just chug away. I thought you were going to say, when you said I'm going to be honest, I thought you were about to say I work in silence. And I was like, I didn't know I worked alongside a psychopath.
1: (laughs) yeah either that or I'll turn around and say it's taylor swift all day long baby <laughs> hey nothing wrong with taylor swift um
0: what what about when you're actually writing the code obviously we're uh we have certain working hours that obviously humans conform to uh because we live in society right but uh, would you say you're more of a early bird or a night owl
1: i would say night owl until everything goes wrong and it's on fire um <laughs> I, I love the late nights i love that kind of thing but when production codes in my mind and it's breaking, I'm kind of, I'll wake up at six in the morning. My mind won't switch off. And I'm kind of just constantly thinking, you know, how can this be fixed? Um, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. uh, I'm kind of similar in a
0: sense, personal projects late at night. Like I was watching, um, I was watching Scotland eek 1 0 past the Faroe Islands last night. Uh, and so luckily I had some code to write because that was probably the dullest 90 minutes of my life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, sort of thing. Uh, late at night, if it's low pressure code, um, yeah, I definitely prefer it. But there are certain times we need to be. Uh, full of uh, full of energy and uh, fully alert because you if yeah if production's down then it's kind of all systems go. Um, what 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 about pre the code days? Um, back back when you were a kid, what what job did you want to do when
1: you were an adult? I think that's an interesting one. I always had like either computers were one of the things in mind. Um, My dad used to own a computer business, so he used to sell computers. Mm -hmm. So as a kid, I kind of grew up around them um, and I found them really, really awesome. If not for that, I'd probably think something to do with cars. I absolutely love cars or maybe business. (laughs) Quite a handful of things, to be be honest. Um, But, you know, computers are awesome, ones and zeros. (laughs) (laughs) Would that be like hardware or hardware or software? Um, That's a good point. I started off thinking it would be kind of like hardware and kind of like maintenance kind of, I started my journey as an IT technician. Um, Mm -hmm. So it was initially kind of, you know, setting up hardware. Um, You also get the kind of standard office stuff of configuring, you know, Word, Office, if anyone else has got a problem, that kind of thing. Um, But yeah, then I found the love for websites, never went back. (laughs) Very nice. Very
0: nice. Um, and I, I guess that kind of leads me in into the, the big question to really get us started is, how did you get to the point where you got your first job as a junior developer? Uh, tell me the story from university all the way through to um, that first day
1: uh, where you're getting paid to write JavaScript, which is a glorious day. Oh, the best day ever, to be honest. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I guess it all started, well, the, my journey physically started uh, when I was 16. I was kind of like, I, I really, really want to get into tech of any kind of kind Um, I was very very lucky to know uh, one of my friends uh, their parents actually owned a business um, and they were actually looking for an IT technician Um, so I was lucky enough to start off there um, and I kind of just worked there for years and years uh, went to uni um, and during I did computer science and and one of the modules was websites and absolutely loved it Um, I think that was my favorite part um the reason why i didn't end up finishing computer science was i just couldn't get along with the maths at first um i kind of went from college where it was pretty much like an it course it wasn't anything to do with coding to all of a sudden you're around everyone who've been coding for x amount of time you're in the deep end learning you know c um haskell uh all these crazy and it, it wasn't like uh you know at the moment with websites, right? You, you physically seeing something with that. It was more of, you know, let's work out these mathematic equations. Just didn't hit, just didn't hit right for me. But, um, I got to that module. I was like, I really, really love this. Um, and my employers, obviously I mentioned it to them and they're like, well, we need to make website making. Uh, why don't you make one? Um, that's where it first started. Um, so this business was super, super small. Um, I think it was about six employees at the time. Um, so, yeah, I pretty much went out there and went, right, I'll take all this knowledge that I've learned from this one semester um, and let's start to make a website. So, that just started as a super, super basic website. As you can imagine, you're kind of like on your own. Um, and then, as it kind of time progresses and I kind of learn a little bit more. Um, so, when I switched to media production, um, I think there was a module called uh, something like multimedia. Development or something like that, where you would. Uh, that's where I kind of first learned about ActionScript, which obviously is no more now. Um, <laughs> and there was HTML kind of spliced in there from time to time and um, kind of slowly ended up being websites of JavaScript. Um, but yeah, so I kind of got to that point and then went down the well not so nice route of PHP. <laughs> so um, the website slowly progressed over time to the point of ending in a, um, well, pretty much a custom made CSS, uh, CSS, uh, custom made um, CMS. CMS, yeah. yeah. There we go. Um, <laughs> with, yeah, all these, uh, well, I would say awesome bells and whistles. If I went back and looked at, at the code now, I'd probably be thinking what was going from my head. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I finished uni and uh, the, the final year, the reason why I went to computer games development um was it shares a lot of um, modules of computer science. So all my friends that were graduating there, I was in the same modules as them. Uh, so I ended up mm. learning like Java, ended up uh, doing a few other bits and bobs. Um, and then, yeah, uh, kind of finished there and then continued at it for a few years and then realized I'm getting nowhere here. Uh, there's only so much you can learn from books. There's only so much you can learn from Google Um, And realized if I'm going to get anywhere, I need to pretty much just retrain from scratch um, and work out what I want to retrain in um, from kind of where I was at. Number one, having no guidance from any senior member of staff like we do now. So if you've got a problem, you can kind of turn around, ask a senior or you can learn from a senior. It's quite hard realizing what good code actually looks like until you've got someone to show you. Um, you know the internet's a big place and Stack Overflow can show you some really awesome stuff it can also show you some pretty interesting stuff (laughs) I would say Um, so yeah I um, took the dive and I took six months out Um, and I, I think me and you actually ended up doing the same course so on Udemy there's a course which was zero to mastery and then I think it was also they did another one, which was uh um, the junior to senior one junior to senior, so yeah I did the same that was the- I did those two courses uh within six months as well as a few other bits and bobs um finally got everything together um and then once I was ready, I knocked on purple bricks door <laughs> and luckily um I, I, I wouldn't say I got through due to my technical ability, I think I got through due to my pure enthusiasm uh, and I was very very lucky um that's, that's what i will say um and ever since then it's just been pretty much accelerating at a thousand miles an hour <laughs> learning everything that's just super super dope about javascript um yeah <laughs> and then we kind of we're at this point today cool
0: that sounds really good i want to drill down on one thing in particular because i think listeners get a lot of value from it you say knocking on the door of purple bricks tell us the war story how did it happen because a lot of people are quite cautious to kick down a door in front of them
1: Yeah. So I guess it's worth saying that this was probably my second interview um, that I've tried, if not third, I've definitely applied for maybe in the region of 30 jobs plus. Um, I think as a, definitely when you're trying to apply for a junior role, it's really hard to work out, you know, what's good. I think, especially in this current climate where um, let's just say, I think a lot of companies are looking for more senior staff. Um, It, what I ended up doing was just splurging out loads and loads of CVs. If something was react, if something was JavaScript, um, I'd be there, I'd be applying for it. And I, I think the key thing is for me is just getting stuck in. Um, I ended up going to, uh, one interview where pretty much just got, got destroyed. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it, it's all good. Um, but it's a learning thing where I can go, right, this is where I struggled. This is what the feedback was. I would say always ask for feedback because, Nine out of 10 times, people are willing to give it. I think we're in a nice industry, if you find the right place at least, where they're willing to put in the time. I think me and you definitely, if someone asked, I'd be the first person to give them as much feedback as physical, sorry, phys- <clears throat> physically possible. Um, but yeah, so w- with Purple Ricks, I-, I think it was probably one of the longest interviews they ever had. Um, I- I'm pretty sure I started there, the interview started in the morning and then it was still after lunch when we were still going. Um, And that was just showing off a project. Um, But it was just because I had so many questions, you know. Um, (laughs) And I think the key thing is if you can show you really, really want to learn, that's the number one thing as a junior developer. Um, Having that appetite. um, I'm willing to put the hard work in, definitely.
0: Yeah, I, I, absolutely. Um, I, I've got to say, you know, obviously I've met a lot of developers in my time, both as a recruiter and now as a developer myself. But I literally don't think I've ever actually met anyone more enthusiastic than you. Uh, so <laughs> I'm not surprised uh, Not surprised the interview took all morning. Um, cool. And... What would you say, Would you take the same approach now? Um, like, would you take the same approach of going for a lot of applications, or would you go for the more um, deep application to a few places? What approach would you take to someone who's on the job hunt now? So,
1: as a junior, or as kind of uh, more experienced?
0: Um, we'll say junior. Uh, yeah, junior, some, someone with zero to 18 months experience before the market has really weighted in their favor.
1: Yeah, I, I would probably say to me, be slightly careful. Make sure you're finding the exact thing you want to do. Um, I think the key for me, and I think for maybe the advice I'd give to a lot of devs out there is kind of personally, I would try to specialize in an area. It's very easy to get these full stack roles where you're doing this, that, and the other. Uh, this might be you know crazy advice, so take it with a uh, heed of warning. Um, but I-, I would be very tempted to try and find something. If you want to be a backend developer, try and find that role. Um, I think there's a lot of roles where there's blurry lines in between. And I think as a junior, when you're trying to start off, I think the value is just being able to focus on one thing, get those core skills down. Um, so I, I would be very, very tempted just to work out what you want. Um, so in my case, it would be front end. It would be react. It would be JavaScript. Um, I mean, it's very, very hard. What, what I would be very, very tempted to do is there's loads of meetups, um, everywhere i would go searching out for maybe a javascript meetup um like for example in birmingham we've got Brumjs. js there's loads of people there, really good for networking um and you know just being able to speak to people with actual experience um if i had that back in the day and could say this is what i want to do this is where i want to go i'm sure loads of people there would love to give you advice and love to help you in any way they can Um, so i would just try and network and find your niche of what you want to really get good at um, and find it because at the end of the day if you're not going in a job to learn why are you there it's a learning thing um and you want to learn the right things you want to learn <laughs>
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I got my first dev job through networking. It's the, it's the best way to do it. And yeah, wherever you are, there's tons of events. Um, something popped in my head actually. Uh, I know 25% of the listener base is in the States. Uh, so they're probably a bit confused. I was talking about Birmingham. Uh, if you can't tell from Dan's <laughs> accent, uh, we're, we're talking about <laughs> Birmingham, UK, uh, in, in the Midlands of England. Uh, we're not talking about. Uh, Birmingham Alabama or Georgia it's one of the two uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but 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 yeah definitely um networking is so powerful and uh, I there's there's a stat that's probably a load of rubbish that's trotted out by recruiters all the time about like 80 percent of jobs not being advertised um because uh that the reason why they trot that out is like agency recruiters because they're trying to um pitch into companies because the jobs are there, but they're just not being advertised, but a lot of jobs aren't advertised. I know that for a fact. And a lot of the time companies, when they, when they see someone with enthusiasm, um, are prepared to, uh, prepared to sort of, you know, maybe if there was something coming up in the future, uh, maybe bring that deadline a bit forward because devs aren't the most common of, uh, people to find. So it, it's definitely worth approaching. And yeah, I, I agree with you to speak, speak to people at meetups, like it's hard like it's hard to get over, it, especially, you know, we're British, right? We don't like talking to strangers, uh, but um, you know, it, it, it's hard, it's hard to do it, but once you get used to it, it gets, it gets much easier. And the amount of people I know that got got a job just through having a, you know, a coffee or a beer with someone at a meetup is, uh, is, is unbelievable. So I totally, totally echo um, your, your advice there. And we, we talked as well about, um, About how we both learned using that, um, using the course actually, or zero to mastery. Uh, They now have their own website called Zero to Mastery Academy. Uh, And off, off chance if they're listening, then you know, sling me a promo code. I'll promote you on here. Uh, My rates are very low. Uh, (laughs) um, So that's a great course. Uh, How how would you say you go about learning stuff, uh, both uh, when
1: you were a junior and these days? Because obviously, we never stop learning. Definitely. I, I think the key is working out what kind of learner you are. Um, so, what I mean by that is some people are visual learners. Some people can, you know, some people want an audio book might work. Some people you can just sit down and read a book. And I think it's figuring out the most efficient way you can use your time to learn. Um, I've realized personally that uh, videos are the one thing for me. I need to physically see something, um, I need to just have that visual thing on the screen. I've tried to read books and I've read some books because the videos don't exist and i find it really really hard to digest the information and i think for me having courses to go through um is just the right way for me to do it um and we're very lucky to have uh front end master subscriptions and i can't say a bad thing about a single course that i've watched on that site um it does cost quite a lot of money uh which is a shame but the qu- the quality of the content on there is just absolutely amazing i think if if it wasn't for those courses i wouldn't be where i am right now um yeah that reminds me i need to review the latest course on there uh i'm it's
0: funny we're talking about zero to mastery um but it's got it's got such um i don't know what you call it with with a game you call it replayability but uh rewatchable i guess uh, or redoable. Um, I'm actually going to redo the whole junior to senior one because it, it, the information is so good. And honestly, uh, like, like I said, I, I'm not, spon- I'm not sponsored by them or anything like that, but um, that it's a great course. And the instructor is uh, really clear um, with, with how he explains it. So um, yeah, I couldn't, couldn't recommend, uh, couldn't recommend that highly enough. And I would say I'm the same as you. I struggle, I struggle to learn coding from books, other stuff I can learn from books, no issue uh, like maths or something. I wouldn't have an issue learning that from a book. Um, but yeah, I, I would be very hesitant to people um uh, to, to tell people to learn code from a book uh with the information out there today. The best two ways are through courses and that can either be a YouTube channel, um, or Udemy or, or whatever, so zero to mastery already mentioned, traversing media. Um I think Fireship was one we were talking about the other day. Gotta uh, love that. <laughs> yeah. I mean if you want if you want good, concise information farship is the way to go but there's so many on there I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe make a list of like recommended content because it is just uh, yeah there's so much free stuff out there and then that's not even including the tutorial sites like free Code camp has got I think probably now tens of thousands uh, worth of uh, tens of thousands of hours worth of coding exercises to do so there's really you know you don't you don't have to spend anything other than your internet bill um, to, to to learn and yeah I couldn't couldn't recommend uh, can recommend that enough. Uh, and w- would you say uh, would you say the industry evolved a lot during your career? And um, h- how do you manage the balance between being effective in your day to day job uh, while also as well learning about the newest technologies?
1: Yeah, I, I guess <laughs> that, that's a good question. So I guess from my point of view, I kind of went from the old school kind of like PHP, kind of got jQuery. You <laughs> you got all these script tags um to kind of going into the awesome javascript world you kind of you learn the foundations um you get to the mid-level and then you kind of get to a point of right i know a baseline here but there's a lot of different directions you can kind of put yourselves in uh, yourself in um like for example you could go down the accessibility route you could go down a performance route um you know you could kind of go into the hardcore kind of fundamentals of javascript um and i think it's working out what makes you happy um And I find also half the time you kind of end up uh, molding yourself to what the job needs. Um, From time to time, somehow I'm just magically a DevOps engineer. (laughs) (laughs) But it's all brilliant fun. And I think my number one tip that I would give to anyone um, that I got from some amazing devs in the past, which is make notes of pretty much everything. If you're learning, of course, if you're learning on the job, just I mean, I use Notion a lot. I think it's used fairly widely across the industry. Um, I've got loads and loads and loads of pages within that of cheat sheets for Git. If I randomly forget something, I've got all these awesome commands. Um, I've got it for Docker if I'm, you know, or if I'm in Kubernetes. um, Anything at all, even accessibility, even the basic JavaScript stuff. I've always got cheat sheets. So if I go to myself, right, um, I need to implement this one thing right now. For example... um, you might even be using the context API in react I've got mm. a note for that with the implementation with the explanation so I don't have to necessarily go back through everything because I might not be implementing that for another three months but you've got that implementation detail down and you've got all your notes there so you can kind of just dive straight into it and go oh yeah that's just a quick refresher I already know how it works behind the scenes but you just need that little top me up to keep going because it's very very easy to you know forget forget something you know we're all human at the end of the day absolutely and notion uh, I, i'd never you know what i don't
0: think i'd even heard of it before i joined purple bricks i th- I, th- I think it was either you or josh or ben uh recommended it to me and it has changed o- honestly changed my life like I, I use it i just have like cameron's notion um and i just operate everything through my life in there i track my weightlifting in there i have my general to-do list uh in my life i Everything to do with this podcast is tracked there. Like There is no chance this podcast would have got past three episodes uh, had it not been um, for Notion. And uh, I haven't even thought to get cheat sheets in there. That's such a good idea. Uh, so, uh, yeah, um, definitely plus one to uh, Notion. I've literally got the notes up for this podcast on Notion uh, right now. It's it so powerful. <laughs> yeah, one of those things... I, God bless the freemium model, right? Uh, Like, (laughs) let enterprises subsidize great software for us. It's uh, good good stuff. Um, And we've talked a lot about getting into tech and learning. If someone came to you and said, you know, Dan, I'm getting to the point where I'm leaving school, haven't made a decision on going to uni or uh, maybe even sixth form college yet, um, but I know I want to get into tech uh, and specifically I want to be a developer, what would you tell them?
1: Yeah, I think in my head there's kind of, three different paths to a certain degree um the first one which i kind of really really like um is the school of code boot camp i know you get loads of different boot camps i think it's qu- quite interesting how nowadays you don't really need a degree to code um, and i think it's kind of popping up more and more because of the demand in the industry um you know you don't need a computer science degree to be a, a developer um don't get me wrong those fundamentals are really really awesome um and you know it's really great to have but i think you can kind of i would say maybe within three to six months be trained up to a level of you know you can get out there and you can start pushing some production code um so i would the number one thing i would probably suggest is look for boot camps i mean the school of code one again you say most of the places uh, guys are from america guys and gals um but that's a really really good one um but yeah boot camps i think the second one would be computer science um obviously from my experience um didn't go so well (laughs) but bear in (laughs) mind that is always an option um and you get taught some really really awesome stuff there um and then the third one i would say is courses um courses are just super super dope as me and you've experienced um but yeah i I think it's hard it's always going to be hard to get your first job and break into industry but i think the key thing is you've got to really want it um and you know, I wouldn't have taken six months out for no reason to get to the place where I am if I didn't think, right, I really, really want this job. Um, and I think, you know, a lot more people do deserve to be in jobs. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. And
0: when you think about it, you made a really significant economic investment and sacrifice by giving up paid work for six months to really concentrate. And, you know, it, sometimes that's what it takes. Um, for me, my, my approach was, um, uh, It took me much longer to get into tech, uh, to get into development specifically, because uh, I couldn't and uh, didn't really... I was living in London at times, very expensive. Um, I would have really struggled to give up my job. So, But I still carved out the time uh, of working at least an hour a day on my courses um, for more like a year or so before I was getting to the point where I was like job ready. But yeah, and, and it's interesting what you say about computer science. There's such a massive trend of people saying don't go to university. And actually, I think... It's generally a good idea, especially a bachelor's um, to go to university more so because of the wider ecosystem. Like I, I said this on the podcast before, I don't even regret the fact that I did a business degree rather than computer science a lot of time, because the thing is the environment you're exposed to um especially if you pick the right university is really good and it's the sort of place where you can easily meet uh, co-founders um they've often got university uh, investment funds if you want to start up your own um you know software startup uh romeo who was guest number four i believe on this uh, podcast he went to uh university of leicester and was given i think like a five-figure sum uh, as a grant to uh to, to work on his startup like there's so many it's such a good environment um not to mention it's really fun uh, as well and obviously your mileage may vary depending on where you're on world if you're from central europe then you you can go for free so it's definitely a great option if you're from the, if you're from um the uk uh, well from england i went to, i'm scottish but I went to school in england uh, and, uh, I had to pay 27,000 pounds for three years, but that's deducted out my paycheck over time. So I can consider that an investment. Um, had I actually gone to school in Scotland it would be free, uh, which is slightly annoying because <laughs> I live in Scotland now. Um, but oh, well, uh, it is what it is, but it's whether you consider that, um, that investment worth it because there is a threshold. So it's almost like if you don't make the money, then you don't pay. So it's kind of a managed risk, uh, but I guess that's a very long way of me saying that, yeah, I agree with you. The, the degree is not dead yet. Um, don't do something, you know, you won't use is what I would say, but computer science is useful. And I feel like a lot of courses are modernizing quite a bit. So you don't, don't get me wrong. There's a place for C, right? We're always going to need like, uh, CPU acceleration and computer vision and all that mad stuff. Um, that I, I don't really understand when I'm working with React. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's you know we still we still need that, and it's still it's still a great idea to learn that if you if you can. I, I I've learned a little bit of C uh myself but yeah uh there's a lot of courses that are modernizing and uh yeah i highly recommend it or or even go to university and do a business degree or something and do uh learn coding on the side there's no reason why you can't go to uni and learn to code at the same time um there's a ton of options and yeah um don't necessarily get on the university hate train uh i think it's what we're both saying like obviously it's a it's a managed decision and something each individual needs to make for themselves um i wouldn't you know if I was speaking to a relative now, I, I wouldn't try and persuade them either way because I think both options are pretty equally valid at the moment, really. Uh, certainly in the UK, as I said, your mileage may vary where you're from. But in in terms of... Um, I've, I had a bit of a diatribe there, but I was trying <laughs> to think of getting back onto the questions I was going to ask you. Uh, in terms of the work you've done so far, um, is there anything you would have changed about your career in, in code? Uh, anything where... If you had a time machine, um, go back to the first sort of six months in particular. Uh, is there any approach you would have done, either uh, technically, non-technically, um, working with people, or like focus your learning on something in particular?
1: Yeah, I think for me, um, the biggest one would have been how long I stayed at my first company. Um, given the fact that I didn't have any mentorship at all, um, that's a big factor. I mean, it's really good being able to physically say you made this, um, but I think you need you know, more senior staff around you to be able to guide you in the right direction. Um, I I think that was the big one for me. Um, But I I guess equally, if I didn't stay there for so long, I probably wouldn't have ended down the React route. Um, I could have been anywhere. (laughs) I could have been a full stack uh, PHP developer, Um, you know, not creating this awesome, awesome JavaScript goodness. Um, But yeah, I I would say, you know, just work out. I I think there's probably you you end up being at a company for a certain amount of time and I wouldn't say it's a bad thing being somewhere for too long but it's just working out uh, where and how and what you want to kind of expose yourself to um loads of companies have loads of different setups lo- use loads of different technology and nowhere's going to be the same um and I think for me personally um kind of going there and learning from different environments um a lot of people start their journey probably not as such a big company that I have um, so I've kind of missed out on the journey of you know, maybe working at an agency, kind of trying all these different kinds of work. Um, and I think that's what I need right now. Um, but yeah, I, I would say just kind of get stuck in. Um and I think once you've got your first job, you're kind of laughing to a certain degree as long as you put in the time and effort, and just go out there and enjoy it.
0: yeah, I, I absolutely. never forget to enjoy it and never never forget like that we're lucky enough to working in an industry um where we do something we genuinely enjoy which is which is writing code saying that you don't it doesn't have to be like you're out and out of passion you don't have to be coding all night like you know if you want to do it just for the money like i don't think plumbers are going home and uh, <laughs> re, 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 redoing the boiler every night right um but you know they obviously still probably have a passing interest in the trade, right? Um, but as long as long as it doesn't bore you to tears, then it's still it's still worth doing. But if you find you've got a spark for it, then, you know, this life's too short. Don't don't waste it doing something that isn't software engineering. You can get paid and get paid well to do what both me and you find a very enjoyable uh, role. And something I wanted to say, because I noticed uh, someone had made a LinkedIn post and I wish I, had, um, I wish I had saved it because I've forgotten who posted it, but... Um, she was saying about how there's this like real misconception, uh, about how software engineering, you never deal with people and there's no people skills involved in a standard, like agile model, you're dealing with people all the time and you're dealing with stakeholders a lot. And if you're worried, you're going to be locked in a dark room coding all day. Like, uh, it's kind of an outdated, uh, stereotype really. And I think that scares a lot of people away from the, uh, from the industry because, you you will be talking to people i think I, I mean i i didn't really have much time to code today because I, I was in quite a few meetings they're all important meetings and today was a very busy day but um you're 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 going to be talking to people a lot especially if you're a front end developer because you're always going to be d- doing check-ins with uh the stakeholders both internally and externally and um you know i don't have significantly less meetings than when i was a recruiter In all honesty like i yeah, I maybe talk a bit less. I'm not on the phone all the time. My throat's thankful for that. But uh, you know, don't don't be afraid of it being an antisocial job. And uh, developers aren't all strange sort of uh, goblin creatures that uh, live in a dungeon and write <laughs> <laughs> write JavaScript all day. Like it, it's a it's a pretty social industry. And uh, I've certainly certainly just go to any meetup, and um, you'll have plenty of um, chatting and, uh, and beer and pizza uh, if that's your thing. So uh, yeah. Th- it's definitely, definitely something to keep in mind as well. Um, what do you think the best thing about working in our industry is?
1: Uh, yeah, that's, that's a really good question. Um, I I guess for me kind of collaboration is the number one. Um, I think that's kind of like the best way you're going to number one, learn and also number two, kind of help everyone around you. Um, I think the key thing is, especially with agile, um, it's kind of like how you interact with your well I just class them as teammates to be honest it's not like we're work colleagues we're all going towards that you know number one goal at the end of the sprint um I think the idea is you know the the minute I've got a question or the minute someone else has got a question I want to be that person that someone can reach out to out to me or I could reach out to them um and if you're not as you say if you're not kind of constantly doing like a dev box if you're not constantly updating people um you know I, I feel like you kind of got to be in that role of talking to everyone to a certain degree. I think it can get a little bit too much um, where you end up be well, in my case, you can, you can be very nice and then everyone comes to you with their problems. Um, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. I, th- I think the key, th- the key thing is it's kind of like, I think for me, progression and collaboration are the two because you're never going to get to a point in your career where you're not challenged. There's always going to be that next thing. Um, and I think especially with front-end development, the industry moves so, so fast um within a blink of an eye i mean if i could look back to kind of like 2 years ago to what the code looks then to what it kind of looks now um so much has changed so many new technologies are in there and i think that's the thing that always keeps me on the edge of my seat knowing that round the corner you know someone's going to come out with this awesome technology that we're probably all going to be using
0: yeah i have absolutely and yeah it it that that's what's exciting like It's ever evolving, and yeah, sometimes that's a bit stressful. But it's very easy to to get uh, caught up in um, other things changing all the time. Got to learn everything. Um, I I saw a funny tweet about um, where a guy a guy basically said, you know. I didn't pay any attention to JavaScript news for six months, and I didn't spontaneously combust and lose my job. Like, <laughs> like it's a, you don't you don't have to be like this crazy, like uh, absolute uh, Nostradamus of the JavaScript industry. But it changes a lot, which is exciting. And you know, you can as long as you're not trying to still use Flash in 2021 or ActionScript, like we already discussed. <laughs> um, in which case, you have plenty of warning. Uh, then, uh, you know, it's one it's it's one of those things where you can really just get stuck in, learn new new things through a variety of mediums. So that's definitely like a massive plus for me as well. I think as well, the satisfaction of, uh, I'm someone who, I mean, you mentioned being very into cars. I I like looking at cars when it comes to maintaining them are absolutely useless uh, and that kind of thing. (laughs) I've always wanted to be good with my hands, always. And I've always struggled with it. Like DT uh, or shop as some people in other countries call it in school, I was. It was my worst subject by, by absolute... I, actually, no, no, no. Cookery was my worst subject. <laughs> DT was my second worst subject. Um, and it, it was one of those things where I could never make anything. But the cookery didn't bother me. Because um, at that age, I was like, oh, it's fine. Mum cooks. Obviously, now we have a slight more of a problem there. So I'm having to learn to cook it at was 26. It Yeah, unfortunately, uh, mum is 400 miles away. Uh, So um, luckily my girlfriend will cook sometimes, but obviously, uh, you know, I need to cook (laughs) as well. But anyway, back to the point. Um, I I always wanted to be able to uh, make, you know, a table or something like that. And I've never, I've always really struggled with that. Whereas code gives me that same sort of feeling of satisfaction where you're clicking it together. And um, something about making an API call successful and retreat uh, returning some data um, really kind of shook something in me that, and I think the first time I did that, actually, that was when I was like, I have to do this for a job. Like I, I'd never felt anything like that um, doing recruitment either externally or internally. It just lit some kind of like crazy spark in my head. I was like, I absolutely love this. And yeah, it's, you just get this amazing, my very long answer to what I like about it is you just get this amazing feeling of satisfaction when things go right. And you get into this, uh Crawling out of the pit of despair when you couldn't work something out, and it's like you've climbed a mountain and you you shut seventy Chrome tabs of Stack Overflow um, and and stuff like that, and it's it's working and inevitably it was just a typo, um, and you just you just feel amazing. You feel like Steve Wozniak, and <laughs> no, nothing uh, nothing's better than that feeling. So yeah, I I, I absolutely love that. Um, I guess in in terms of um, kind of moving forward is there is there anything um you're working on at the moment like what what's the future uh, future hold for you in terms of side projects and that sort of thing or is that all um, confidential
1: and uh, definitely not confidential <laughs> um I'm, I'm kind of in the middle of recording a uh, a series on youtube um it's kind of like all about the inner workings of how things work oh nice um, so i've already recorded one uh, which i actually uh, did live on stage at From js which was uh essentially creating a module bundler from scratch. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know, it's kind of the idea of it does what Webpack does. Uh, you have files in your JavaScript project and it kind of bundles them all together into one bundle and then it can get displayed on the web page. Um, so it's a kind of a series of going through each kind of like mini technology. So um, for example, creating your own test runner. So doing what Jest does and kind of the inner workings of each different element um, and the final one would be creating React from scratch uh, with all the hooks and all the class-based stuff. Um, it's it's doing what I love. Um, and I'm well aware that people don't have the time to go into the inner workings of these things and do, look at the crazy, crazy source code. Um, just what I like to do. So um, probably slightly weird, but um, yeah, it, I'm slowly, slowly getting there. These things take a lot of time. Um, I was going to release it, try and do kind of like once a week but i've realized these things just spiral out of control very very fast
0: oh yeah Um, trust me a podcast i do a bit of youtube as well and the podcast
1: is hard enough to edit it's when video comes in that's when it gets really complicated exactly (laughs) (laughs) so so yeah that's what i've currently got in the works um and hopefully by the end of it you'll have kind of a project where um for example you have your own just transformer you'll have every single part of the website that you see on the screen you've physically made There'll be no source code, no packages from anyone else. Um, Yeah, kind of super looking forward to finishing that off, to be honest. I'm really looking forward to seeing it, mate. And I'll, I'll definitely sort
0: of code along. I do actually remember the first conversation we had when I joined Purple Bricks um we, we sort of booked in a hello sort of chat uh, and I was like so you working on much the moment? and you just like yeah I'm rebuilding react and I was like this bloke is mad
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, I'm a bit of a fickler for detail I think that's the thing I, I found what I love doing um and it's just working out how everything works behind the scenes if I don't know I get slightly worried <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but yeah <laughs> I that's a good, yeah
0: I think I think that's a very good thing and uh that, that that's a little sort of um Kind of quick tip would be uh, would be make sure you know your vanilla JavaScript because it is remarkably easy to dive headfirst into React because it is very fashionable. The employment market's good, but when the going gets tough, vanilla JS gets going. You need to learn your basic JavaScript because it's one of those things where if you don't understand it very well, you won't understand more advanced features of React very well, and it will all it's like a house of cards; it will all collapse make sure you know your Vanilla JavaScript first. Um, Again, we keep shouting it out and I really need to get a sponsorship from them. Zero to Mastery um, is is great for that. Auto Free Code Camp will give you tons of Vanilla JS stuff. Try and build a project or two in Vanilla JS before you get stuck into any framework or library because that's when you'll learn to truly appreciate how good they are. Um, And something interesting uh, from my last round of job searching when I ended up getting a job at Purple Bricks, um, Purple Bricks didn't do this to me, but some companies that I was uh, interested in, um, the technical challenge was uh, no frameworks allowed, all vanilla JavaScript. So that's something worth keeping in mind as well. Um, And certainly when I got my first job in tech, I think it was like over 50% uh, was no, no frameworks allowed. So definitely something worth keeping in mind. In fact, one I did uh, wouldn't even let you use some built-in array methods. So you couldn't even use map, filter, sort, anything like that. Uh, so yeah, make sure you understand the underlying fundamentals.
1: Definitely second that.
0: <laughs> uh, don't get too scared either. Um, but uh, yeah, all of that stuff is easily teachable, and you don't need to know like. Particularly if you're going to be a front-end developer or something, don't don't worry about. It. I see a lot of stuff on like Reddit and that kind of thing about leak code and that kind of thing. Like, don't re- you don't really need to bother with that. And if you if you don't want to, like, it's much like 90 percent of companies, particularly for front-end developers, uh, care a lot more about if you can build a very nice uh, UX for a uh, um, for for a single page application rather than oh, can can you reverse a linked list? Like, uh, you know, I, I think, think the only really point. yeah, the only one I've ever had to use my entire career um, that's like a leak code kind of thing is uh, I had to use a binary search once, but that's not even the most complex thing in the world to understand anyway.
1: 100%. Uh, I think it's realizing as well, you don't have to be the best at everything. As long as you know some things, um, like, you know, you're gonna, always going to get some developers that are weighted in one direction more than others. And um, everything is perfectly teachable. So if, if you are trying to go for your first job, understanding something is one thing. You don't have to be the expert. So you might be, you know, you might absolutely love one topic. You might be really into CSS, a little bit of JavaScript, HTML, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, You don't have to be an expert in it it all. I think that's, you know, one of the key things.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think something related to that as well is as a junior, it's much better to admit when you don't understand something uh, to, to the senior developers and admit it early like because otherwise you're going to end up um you know you're going to end up it's, it's much better than struggling for days uh with a problem like that was something I, I, I struggled with very early on i was scared to uh ask for help um but you know it's saying senior devs are more than happy to help and it's much more productive to be honest and admit when something is uh, when something's a struggle uh because then as well it's also really useful for senior developers to know what's unclear so they can explain things in a much clearer manner
1: Hundred percent. I think uh, for me personally as well, it was kind of like figuring out when you ask. I think for me, it started off being as a junior uh, at the absolute bottom. It used to be if I couldn't fix it by like half an hour, I'd be asking, and then all of a sudden I'd raise it to forty-five minutes, to an hour, to then an hour and a half. And before you know it, you know half of it's already in your brain. (laughs) You're already there, but I I wouldn't kill yourself over it. It's definitely you know people are there to support you, and as you grow. Uh, you're gonna be helping the company more. Everyone's gonna benefit. Um, so yeah, definitely speak up.
0: Absolutely. Uh, one thing I would say before you message a person on Slack or whatever, write out your message in your notes first. Make sure you clearly understand the problem because then you might find a solution anyway. Because that happens to me all the time. And then only then, then drop a message because they'll appreciate a uh, um, a well formatted message. Uh, and this is such pet peeve as well. They'll just put like hi and then wait for, wait for the reply. That is so annoying <laughs> because you get the notification come through and then you get the person typing phrases like, okay, what do I do with this? Um, but um, yeah, and don't be afraid as well. A big one is if you're uh, working on a ticket, a new ticket, like uh, message, message a senior developer and say like, hey, I just didn't understand X, Y, and Z. Can we just book a 15-minute call? Uh, like I do it all the time I'm not a junior anymore I still do it all the time with senior developers I'm like look I just want to go through this um, and, uh, and and just take some time with them maybe after a stand up to go through some things you you're a bit unfamiliar about with the ticket and you'll save yourself tons of time And you save them
1: tons of time at PR review time 100% I mean you're not expected to be able to build everything from scratch the first time you've got to learn um, so yeah definitely reach out you know the team's there as a resource so it's just using it to your advantage Exactly. And yeah,
0: on that on that positive note, I think that draws us uh, towards the end of the pod. Uh, I mean, obviously, your YouTube channel sounds really exciting, Dan. Have you, uh, is it public yet? Uh, or will it be public uh, by the time this comes out?
1: Maybe. I think the best way to kind of find that is maybe me on LinkedIn, um, <laughs> if that's possible. Um, I will be putting it on there. Um, I'm pretty sure it's just Dan Beck on LinkedIn. Me, I'll put a link uh, in the description. That'd be brilliant. Yeah. And everything's just going to get shoved on there once it's ready to go. Um, no promise on when it's done hopefully (laughs) soon (laughs) but yeah the sooner the better but yeah I would say that's the number one platform especially reach out if anyone fancies a chat Uh, more than happy to give more advice on anything Excellent, good stuff. Well, Dan's LinkedIn will be in the uh, in the
0: description, and uh, I can assure you, as a colleague of his, he's extremely approachable, and uh, he will be more than happy to, uh, to to help you, as he says. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening today uh, to the Code of Career. Uh, please make sure to join our Discord. Um, and uh, as well the website I think I know it's been a running joke uh, since episode one on how the website is nearly ready it literally is nearly ready because I did a practice deployment the other day so uh, by the time this comes out I actually think it's going to be live it's going to be very funny when it's probably not live uh, after after all of this but um, the link to that will be in the description it might even be on there Thecodacareer.com might be live it might not be the GoDaddy parking spot anyways thanks so much for coming on Dan uh you're an excellent guest and uh yeah looking forward to maybe doing another one in the future and I think people will have got a lot of value out of this
1: brilliant yeah it's been absolutely fun thanks everyone for listening and yeah cheers for having me on great stuff uh well thanks again listener uh this
0: has been the Cody Crew with Cam Blackwood and my guest Dave's is Dan Beck check us out uh all the links in the description join our discord as I said have a great week